0: Welcome to another episode of The Raven Narratives. I'm Sarah Severson.
1: And I'm Tom Yoder. We are the co-producers of The Raven Narratives. The story you're about to hear was told by M.K. Gunn in February at the Durango Arts Center and Sunflower Theater when the theme was love.
0: M.K. is an outdoor enthusiast who has always enjoyed exploring nature. This Fort Lewis College graduate grew up exploring the Adirondack Mountains. After college, she explored the Estes Park area before returning to the San Juan Mountains. And even after visiting other mountain ranges of the world, the San Juans are still her favorite place in the universe. She recently finished writing her book, The Art of Misadventure, Volume 1, which chronicles her wanderings amongst the lovely peaks and canyons. Here's MK's story.
2: Uh, Before I begin, I just want to let you know that I love how much love I feel coming out of this audience tonight. So thank you all for being here. Um, But my story is definitely a little different. Um, In the beginning, it was raining. It was raining again for the third time in three days in the land of 300 days of sunshine. Uh, But I didn't care because I had had the most amazing wildlife experience of my life. Of course, my dear sweet dogs were completely oblivious. I had the Scott dog, the black and white border collie, who will do whatever you want him to do even if he's not really sure what that is. Uh, And then I had Rosie. She's the opposite. She's a white and tan, short-haired mutt. We call her a Navajo attention hound. She loves everyone all the time, and she's always on leash because she cannot be trusted. Um, And so we had this wildlife experience, but we're always out in the woods. We love being out. And on this particular trip, we were in the Wimanooch Wilderness, And I had looked at the map. And I saw this trail um, that apparently went nowhere, which made me want to go there. Because I figured, well, if it goes nowhere, then there's nobody there. And it's probably a really amazing place. It's like this bowl full of mountains. And there's wildflowers and whatever. So we set out. And we, we go on this really main trail. And then we turn up the trail to nowhere which um, follows this drainage. And immediately, I'm going really slow because there's spruce beetle kill everywhere and there's all these downed trees. And I'm going up and over and around and up and over and around. And my dogs are looking at me like, why are you going so slow? Um, But they were very patient because I had all their dog food in my backpack. (laughs) Um, And at one point, I'm like walking on these stepping stones, and there's a tree over the trail with all these branches coming down, and I'm like holding a branch trying to go around it, and there's like wildflowers in my face, um, and it was very damp and awkward. Um, anyway, regardless, we didn't make it as far as I thought we would that day. So we set camp in this beautiful meadow. So we're down in the drainage, and I can see these embankments, but the mountains at the end of the trail, I can't see them yet. Um, But the dogs were frolicking. They didn't care about all of the dead trees standing everywhere. Uh, And there was a really good bear hang, so it was a perfect camp. And the next morning, we set off and I, I still want to see what's at the end of the trail. My dogs, of course, they don't care. They're just happy to be out. And we hadn't gone very far. Um, we were going through the stand of dead trees, and we come out into a meadow that's maybe like four times the size of the Durango Art Center here. And even before we get there, I heard this noise. Uh, it was very distinctly the sound of Mama elk and baby elk. And it's a very hard noise to explain. I wish I could recreate it, but it would be a waste of time to try. Um, And so Rosie, of course, was always on leash. And uh, I put this good Scott dog on leash, and we creeped to the edge of the meadow. And even before I got there, this herd of elk, maybe like 30 elk, the mamas and babies, were already running away. I was like, wow, those are really smart elk. They already knew we were coming and they were just out of there. Um, but then I look and so this meadow, it's punctuated with shrubs and these old fallen logs. And only like 50 feet away I see this head that looks like um clearly like a bear cub because it has these these little round ears on it. And I was really glad I had my dogs on leash because immediately I think, oh, shit, where is mama bear? Um, But this is all happening really, really fast in my head. And before that thought even comes through, I see said bear cubs start going over this very large log. uh, And as it comes up, I realize the body size is actually more like the size of a coyote. And I'm like, oh, well, it's not a bear cub. Uh, And as it goes over the log, I see the very distinctive indicator of what this animal is. I see the long rope-like tail with a black tip. And then, poof, it disappears into the shrubs and into the bushes down by the creek. And I, I take a second and I say out loud... I start very softly. I say, I just saw a mountain lion. (laughs) And then I I take a second. I'm like, I just saw a mountain lion. (laughs) And then, because it it, it takes a minute, because I've been in the backcountry so many times, been in mountain lion country for 20 years Never, ever, ever saw it. and I said to the hills around me, I just saw a mountain lion! Um, and I felt like I was in the middle of an episode of, like, Planet Earth or Nature or something. And my dogs, of course, were just completely oblivious, my dear, sweet dogs, but... Um, but I still had this mission. I had to go see what was at the end of this trail. I mean, I don't know. You, the map only tells you so much. I mean, it could be like mountain goats and bighorn sheep frolicking together or like moose and bears roasting marshmallows. <laughs> I So it was with that mindset that I kept my dogs very close, and I continued up the trail back into the woods of dead spruces, saying, um, Hey, Mr. Mountain Lion! Don't mind us! We're just going to walk around you! We're just going to keep going! And, uh, I don't know, maybe a quarter mile later, we pop out of the woods again into another gigantic meadow, and the, the stream is running down. I still can't see these majestic peaks that I'm waiting for, but I see the, the ridge tops and the golden grasses and the wildflowers. And on the very far end, I mean, this meadow, it's like 10 or 15 football fields, maybe more. The very, very, very far end, I see all the mama and baby elk. And the second they see us, poof, they're gone. They're running uphill frantically because they think that we're predators. That are gonna go and eat them and at that moment my heart sunk because as much as I wanted to be in this wildlife episode that the hidden photographer was filming on TV I couldn't do it um, I was just messing with nature and so I turned around uh, and very very shortly after that on the other side of the drainage I saw this lone baby elk. My dogs didn't see it, of course, because they're oblivious. But um, I saw a lone baby elk, and I realized that if we didn't leave, that one of two things might or might not happen. Either that baby elk would never get reunited with its herd, because it was going this way, and, or sorry, the herd was going this way, and the elk was going that way, the baby. Or the mountain lion, which was still over here, hiding. The mountain lion, which I think was a juvenile, um, probably wouldn't have been able to potentially get that elk and get that meal. Um, So we went back down the trail. I still don't know what's at the end of that trail. Um, But it's okay. It was the right thing to do. And don't worry, because we turned down another trail on the map. Uh, And I ended up rescuing four escaped horses, uh, which is a story I hope to tell you guys about another time. Uh, And then, of course, we also got rained on again. Thank you. Uh.
0: Thanks, M.K., for telling that story.
1: To pitch your story for a future Raven Narratives event, fill out the contact form on our website at ravennarratives.org. A list of our live storytelling events in 2019 is also on our website on the events page.
0: Subscribe to the Raven Narratives podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, or Stitcher, and share these stories with your friends. If a particular story makes you laugh, cry, or look at your world with a little bit more clarity, please leave a comment and let us know.
1: Big thanks to our photographer, McCarson Lee of Red Scarf Shots. Check out the portraits of our storytellers on the gallery page of the Raven Narratives website, and be sure to visit her website at redscarfshots.com.
0: And thanks to our fiscal nonprofit sponsor, Mancus Valley Resources. Find out more about the wonderful projects they support in the Mancos Valley of Colorado at mancosvalleyresources.com.
1: The website for buying Raven Narratives tickets, ravennarrativestickets.org, was created by Cortez Web Services. Check out how they can help your business online at cortezweb.com.
0: And our theme music was written and composed by Mo Cooley and performed by Mo and the Mo Tones. Find out more about their music on the Mo Tones Facebook page. That's M-O-E Tones on Facebook.
2: Now for what i totally take.
0: I
1: totally did. You I, t- I saw you
0: do that. I saw it. I saw it.
1: <sighs> you saw in my I mind. Like, you saw the mind go, jump over that on yeah. and make an is. You
0: <laughs> it was on amazing. On to is. <whistles> You're it's like a, a guru of words, of like it's a samurai look word. Look at a word wizard. Word wizard. Yes. To alliterate. That's what <laughs> See? That
1: was good. That's, that's how look good Look at how is. you just like, like. The alliteration. That was amazing. Always
0: important.